New on Curiosity Stream, how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series, Connections, returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever and wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I'm your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. Joining me today to talk about the juggernaut Seattle Kraken, our single-entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how you doing today, buddy? Doing pretty well. Been a pretty wild 48 hours for me, but we are back, ready for a, uh, not a golf slate, according to our bar on the screen but we are doing some hockey ready for that um maybe not some match play recap but it's all right you guys know who we are yeah uh yeah definitely uh definitely talking about nhl here today uh we're just gonna get some stuff uh switched up on the side there um pretty easy slate well not an easy slate pretty straightforward slate last night uh because four out of the five games were just straight blowouts and then Chicago looked like they were on their way to blowing out uh, Buffalo. Buffalo came back and won it in regulation. I think they were down 4 nothing at one point, at least 3 nothing. Came back and won in regulation. Uh, but I think we got to kind of talk about Seattle. Uh, one thing we talked about, uh, Jake and I talked about yesterday, and you and I have talked about it on a lot of shows, is how there are a lot of teams starting to spread out their ice time amongst their forwards um there's going to be a bunch of teams we'll talk about on tonight's slate about that but seattle certainly doing that uh if you look at the ice time of all their players yesterday basically everybody was between like all their forwards at least were basically between like 13 and 17 minutes and i think 11 out of their 12 forwards hit the score sheet on those six goals but none of them had more than one point and it kind of drives home the problem that we talk about when you spread out ice time like that, it's hard to concentrate the goals on any one line. Um, what do you think about um, the teams that are starting to spread out ice time? Has that changed your approach to what what lines you attack, how you attack your stacks, et cetera? Yeah, I was thinking about that today. And like, it's kind of important because a lot of these top end lines are cutting their minutes down. But like, you look at their prices and they're kind of baked into the price outside of Calgary top line, but they're so pricey is because in their 15 minutes to just run everybody over. But like, you know, men one, like Minnesota one, their guys are playing 16, 17 minutes a night, but they were up in the like near 21,000 on DraftKings for a while. They're down to 17 or excuse me, 19 K you saw like, even like I know McKinnon's out tonight and we'll get to that later, but like when even, even his minutes were dropping to like 1920, which is 
really low for him, but you see their price, 20,000. It's kind of baked in. They've been like in the 23s this year. I know Landis Cox not there, but Valerie Nishushkin has come up in price. So like, yeah, minutes are a concern, but like I'd rather get, I, I think the point I'm trying to make here, I'd rather get 17 minutes out of the guys I want than like try to force in a line that gets 18, 19, 20 minutes and they're not as good. Yeah, that's a good point is you, you don't need to chase ice time from bad teams. Uh, I don't think we necessarily did that yesterday with Chicago. I mean, Chicago did end up with five goals. It's just, um, you know, we, we figured that the, that the scoring would be concentrated on that top line. And it certainly was And Patrick Kane only had one assist. Alex DeBrincat had a decent game with a goal and assist, but he didn't put up much for peripherals besides that. So uh, yeah, um, that's, it is, it is an issue, but like you said, they are baking it into the pricing. So maybe it's not as big an issue as we make it out to be. Did uh, have some subscribers have a good night last night. Chris Nagus, uh, Lego, my Nego um, finished third. I believe it was in the $12 single entry and then big Turt. Uh, went about 7x last night, I believe. Um, he said he left Tarasenko off his St. Louis 2 stack, which I feel you, man. I had a Buffalo stack not that long ago. Um, you and I, I think, both had a, a stack one night where we left Jeff Skinner off and he, and he went nuts. So, you know, those things happen when you when you take one guy off the line. Um, that'll happen to you through the season. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But good nights uh, from those guys. Uh, hopefully some good nights over on Yahoo. Uh, and they are our sponsor for this show. They have been our sponsor this entire season. So shout out to Yahoo Fantasy for being good to us. We do have a little bit of a giveaway through Yahoo that we'll talk about a little later in the show. Before we get too much further, if you guys in the chat, if you guys could, please uh, throw us a thumbs up and click the subscribe button. Those likes and subscribes really help us out. We're really trying to grow this channel and keep these shows coming. Uh, regularly and you know baseball is just a week away and you know March Madness is still going on we, there's NASCAR there's MMA there's PGA uh, like the Masters are next week so there's lots and lots of stuff to talk about uh, in the sports world so make sure you click that subscribe button and click the notification bell to get alerts whenever we do go live uh, we have free premium tools and data up on the site today um, today we have our uh, NBA main slate ownership projections I believe and we also have our NHL uh, top stacks projections. So anybody playing NHL tonight, um, we have our NHL top stacks for free up on the site for anybody to view for today. Uh, if you hear us talk about top two stack percentage, leverage, uh, line ownership, anything like that, um, it comes from our NHL top stacks. So go check it out for yourself. And we also have our PGA rankings up on the site. All right, Josh, we got a nine game slate to get through. Let's get through these games. Our first one, is Toronto going into Boston? Toronto, 2.9 implied gold total. The Bruins have a 3.2 implied gold total. A little bit of a scare this morning when Patrice Bergeron didn't hit the ice for morning skate, but they said it was just a maintenance day. He'll be just fine. Patrice Bergeron expected to be in the lineup. So he will be on the top line for Boston. Meanwhile, over the weekend, Toronto changed up their lines uh, and moved Ilya Mikheyev onto that second line. <laughs> With Alex Kerfoot and John Tavares, uh, William Nylander down to the third line. Like, I kind of understand why they want to do that. But, um, you know, William Nylander wasn't the problem on that second line. Um, I think they're just kind of replacing one very useful winger for another and not really changing a whole lot about, you know, the, the real composition of that line. We'll see how that works out. I was incredibly wrong about the Rangers top line and Frank Vetrano. So we'll see how that goes for Toronto. But 
Uh, two pretty good teams, two uh, offenses that can score at will if they, you know if they really get rolling. But uh, we're not seeing a lot of ownership here because these are two pretty good defensive teams as well. So what do you think, Josh? Yeah, I think the Leafs are really trying to make Alexander Kerfoot work because they straight up protected him for no reason um, when they could have had Jared McCann. Like a second line of Nylander, Tavares, McCann would have been uh, – Ooh, that would have been nice. Um, but yeah, great job, Toronto front office. But yeah, no, something I learned about from our in-house Leafs fan, Corsi, he apparently thinks there is a Leafs flowchart. When they play good teams, they're always competitive, but when they play bad teams, they find a way to lose. And I started looking through it, and he's kind of right. So I expect this to be a fairly close game. That being said, I don't know if I'm going to prioritize anything, especially like we just got a new run of ownership. You see the Boston top line in double digits. Like, I just I, I don't want to play that in one lineup on a nine game slate. Like, yeah, that line's nice and they have really, really good numbers, but they're going to go into the Matthews line and that line has really, really good numbers. So it, it feels like they're kind of going to cancel each other out. Maybe one of them gets there. Maybe. So, like, if anything, in MME, I'd probably be over the field on Toronto 1 because they're coming in at, like, 3-4%. I'd be under the field on the double-digit Boston here. 1-3, to three, I, I just don't know what I want to do. because they're Like, I don't want to pay over 20000 for the Matthews line going into one of the best defensive lines in hockey. It's just not something I want to do. The more lineups you make, sure, but, like, this isn't a great power play matchup either, and now with the addition of Hampus Lindholm, their penalty kill is going to be really, really good, especially with Bergeron being back. Yeah, his minutes were down, but he'll still penalty kill. So, if anything, maybe I'll go to that second line in Toronto, but, like, the power play correlation isn't great. Like, Kerfoot is bad. Like, it just – like, he's bad for that line numbers-wise. Maybe he's okay at his price for DFS, but, like, Soup I like on that line. Maybe – you know, eventually Nylander moves up and they have Soup Tavares Nylander. That's a line I can get behind. But as it's constituted right now, I'm probably going to be out on the Leafs in one to three. 20 max, you know, maybe two of 20 on the Leafs. One will get you way over the field. On the Boston side, like, yeah, Mrazic's had issues and their blue line has issues. I think, you know, Giordano still being on the third pair is kind of weird, but, you know, their blue line is kind of settling in a little bit. I just I, – I don't want to play Boston 1 at their price. Like, Bergeron played, like, 13 minutes the other night. I don't want to pay 7100 for 13 minutes. I'd rather just go to a line – like, we just talked about ice time, like, 13 minutes for 7100. I'd rather just find someone else, like Kirill Kaprizov, who's going to play 17 and be on the top power play, something like that, so – Probably going to be out on Boston one and one to three in MME. I'd be under the field. If you want to go to Boston two, I think, you know, a Hall Pasternak would probably be where I'd go. Yeah. I, like I'll say in a nutshell, I don't mind Boston one here tonight. Like they've been pretty good, um, at least by process with Jake DeBrusque on the top line. Um, they're only allowing 16 scoring chances uh, per 60 minutes, which is a tiny, tiny number, uh, more than double that for scoring chances uh, generated. So like they've been really good, but we have them as the fourth highest owned line on the slate. Like there's 18 teams playing tonight and they're going into Toronto, a team that has a very good penalty kill 
whose only real problem has been their goaltending. And like, I, I don't mind picking on bad goalies, but when you're relying like on doing it like every single day and it's not like this is a, you know, a 2% or a 3% Hulo spot. This is an 11% projected line coming in as the fourth highest owned line on the entire slate. Like if you want to assume that, you know, uh, the, the Leafs goaltending will let them down again tonight, then yeah, no problem playing Boston one, but that's really what you're hinging on here um, is just the goaltending failing them. And I, that that's not, something that I typically do a lot when I build. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to be out on Boston one, Boston two, like they've been pretty good as well. And the ownership is in check. And the problem here is that Ilya Mikheyev, like, I, I think he's one of the mo- more underrated players in the NHL. Like he is very, very good defensively. He's good in transition. Um, he loves to shoot, which makes him, you know, a viable DFS option. Like, I think he makes that second line a lot better defensively as opposed to William Nylander. Um, It's just, you know, did Tavares and Kerfoot kind of keep up their end of the bargain? That's, you know, basically what what we're wondering about here. So I think if I was to go to any Boston line, it would be the second line. I don't know if you even have to stack him. Like, if you want just one off David Pasternak, I think that's fine. Like, his minutes concerns are the same that, that Patrice Bergeron has, you know, playing 17 to 18 minutes as opposed to like 19 or 20. Um, but he, you know, he's a guy that, you know, he showed it, I think a couple of games ago, he can score a hat trick in 15 minutes. He's that good. So, um, you know, if you just want a one-off Pasternak, I think that's fine. But Boston two would be the line that I would prefer here on the Toronto side. Like I don't have a real problem going to Toronto one either, but in it'd be the for the opposite reason of Boston one. Like this is an ownership play purely. Like we talk about it a lot. Like going into Boston is where offense goes to die. Um, you know the Marchand Bergeron top top line matchup is real tough. They added the Hampus Lindholm. It's only going to make the penalty kill better. So like I'm probably going to be out on Toronto here tonight entirely, uh, at least amongst their forwards. So for me, the only thing I'm really looking for in this game is maybe some Boston two more likely some one-off David Pasternak up front on the blue line. Um, I like, I think Hampus Lindholm is fine. Assuming that there's a lot of shot volume coming, but like he's starting, that's expensive for a guy that's not getting prime power play minutes. He's up to 4,100. He doesn't really particularly shoot a lot himself. So I think on the Boston side, I'd rather just, you know, kind of like punt with a Derek Forbort or something like that. Uh, but honestly, I don't think this is a game where I'm going to be looking for defensemen other than uh, Ilya Lubushkin. Don't mind him uh, for some blocks on DraftKings at mid-price. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I, I'm, I don't really want to pay up for Riley or McAvoy in the spot. I think if I had to do it, it'd probably be McAvoy, but like neither really excite me. So like the punt options are where you go. Lubushkin, Carlo, Forbert, you know, if you want, if you like them, you can play them. I'll probably just look elsewhere though. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, so let's look to our next game then. Carolina, 2.6 implied goal total going into Tampa Bay. The Bolts have a 3.0 implied goal total. Uh, Carolina played last night, beat Washington's brains in. That wasn't even close. Uh, But this is a pretty tough matchup going into Tampa. But Tampa has been on a little bit of a slide um, of their own. That might be why you see them reuniting Stamkos, Point, and Kucherov up on the top line. I, we're not sure how the line matching is going to go here because Tampa has been on the road basically this entire month. Um, I think they've only had two home games in March. Like they've really been on the road almost the entire month. 
I suspect Anthony Sorelli and Alex Kalorn, that second line, will take some of the shutdown minutes uh, against Carolina's top line. But I mentioned it yesterday on the show. Like, neither of the top two lines from Carolina are that great defensively. And, you know, the Carolina top line does generate a lot, um, but they also give it up. So, like, I'm not super concerned about line matching here. And when I look at the Tampa side, I see reasonable ownership on that top line. They're coming in at about 5% by our top stack school. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, the only reason I was a bit concerned about Tampa line matching, because if they sent out like that new third line at Hagel, Colton, Paul against the top comp, and then, then they sent out Sorelli against Trocek, I didn't, because I'm interested in playing Point Kucherov Stamkos tonight. I didn't want them going into Stahl, Niederreiter, Frost. They would have, that was just like, that wouldn't have been an ideal decision. But, you know, the Tampa coach has some brains in his noggin, so they probably won't see that line too often. So I, I do like Tampa one here. I am kind of surprised. Like, if if you flip-flopped Boston 1's ownership with Tampa 1 ownership right now, I'd say, yeah, that's probably fine. You know what I mean? Like, I would I would expect Tampa 1 to be higher than Boston 1's. And I think Tampa 1's ownership comes up throughout the day, and I still think it's fine, you know, even if they come up to, like, 7 8 9%. You know, they'll see a fair bit of Trocek, Svechnikov, Netches. And that line had a really, really good game yesterday. But their defensive numbers are not good at all. Uh, so, you know, I, I much prefer Stamkos when he's on the wing. I think, you know, this line doesn't have a ginormous sample this season, but, like, they're three really good players. Three, all oh, they're fully correlated. I think they'll be fine. It's not like Tampa's going to come out and have 73 shots tonight. They're probably going to have four goals on 24 shots and win. So, like, I think you just hope for the, the efficient Tampa tonight. But at their current ownership, I'm in on Tampa 1. You want to go to Tampa 2 as a filler? I think that's interesting, like a sorelli Kalorn two-man or sorelli Palat, just from a price standpoint, getting a line that's pretty high event. Um, on the Carolina side, this is a tough matchup, but the, the Tampa penalty kill has not been great. So if I do anything, like, like it's back-to-back on the road and there's 18 teams, and one to three, I'm probably not even going to go near the Hurricanes. But, like, if you're getting down to the nitty gritty and the 150 like Jake does, I think, you know, having a couple Carolina power play stacks could be a real interesting way to get you on a different path uh, to a unique lineup tonight. Yeah, um, it certainly would, because there's definitely not going to be much ownership here um, on that Carolina, uh, either of the Carolina top lines. I do like Tampa here tonight. Tampa won that uh, Kucherov line. They don't have a big sample together, but they have played about 50 minutes together this year. Um, they, in their 50 minutes, they have roughly 38 scoring chances and six goals scored. <laughs> like, you know, these guys are really, really good together. Um, you know, Point and Kucherov, they certainly have uh, a, a, an extended history together over the last few years. Um, Stamkos less so. He's been typically been down on the second line, but I can't imagine how he's going to hurt them. Like this Tampa top line is, is one of my favorite uh, primary stacks. Uh, on the entire slate and they're not even coming in as like one of the more expensive lines. Um, They're cheaper than Toronto. They're cheaper than Calgary. And like, they're not playing monster minutes, but Nikita Kucherov still been over 20 minutes a game over the last couple of weeks. So, um, you know, it's, he's not one of those guys that's playing 17, 16 or 17 minutes a night. So yeah, I really do like Tampa one here tonight. I think because of the way I'm going to be building that, that, that'll be the only line I target from Tampa here. Um, you know, I typically don't target two different lines from the same team when I'm 20 maxing. Uh, so it'll be mostly Tampa one for me. 
on the Carolina side, I'm going to be honest. And I think it might be Carolina three that I kind of like the most here. Um, I don't really like uh, either of those top two lines going into the top two lines from Tampa. Uh, I'm not sure if that third line from, from Tampa Bay is going to be able to gel as fast um, as they want them to. Like, you have three guys from three that were playing for three different franchises as recently as 10 days ago on the same line. Like it, I think it might take them a little bit of time to gel. So, you know, I might go right back to a one-off, you know, need a rider, um, you know, maybe, you know, need a rider plus stall or something like that. I think that, you know, Carolina three, uh, I think they make a reasonable filler here tonight. If you're looking for a super, uh, super cheap uh, two man stack, but it is Tampa one that I do like the most in this game uh, on the blue line. Brett Pesci, his price came up, which kind of makes me mad because he's a guy that I like. Um, his price came up from last night, though. So I'm not sure I'm going to play anybody from the Carolina side. On the Tampa Bay side, uh, with Tampa Bay side, like Bay side, like Saved by the Bell. Uh, with Ryan McDonough out, I suspect Eric Chernak will get a reasonable amount of minutes. Um, he's only 2,600 on DK. Don't mind him uh, if you need to go down to a punt. What do you think? Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I agree on, on Chernak because when you see the third pair of Bogosian foot, they're going to pump the minutes for Hedman, Sergachev, and Chernak. It's just what Tampa does. Yeah, so no problem uh, going to Chernak tonight. All right, let's get to one of the main events of this slate. Montreal, 2.2 implied goal total. They're going into Florida. Florida has a 4.3 implied goal total. Um, like, there's a reason why we have... Florida one at 20%, Florida two, 19%, Florida three at 5.2%. We have, uh, we have a projection here of around 45% of the field having some sort of Florida stack in their lineup or nearly half the field. They are going to be widely, widely owned tonight, especially with Nathan McKinnon out now uh, over in Colorado. Uh uh, I wonder what you want to do with Florida here tonight, because there is going to be a lot of ownership basically on any line you use, but they do run that five forward power play unit. And that's those guys are spread across three different lines. So it seems like there are ways to get uniques with the stack. If you're worried about duplications, what do you think about uh, stacking Florida tonight, Josh? Yeah, I think if I'm going to stack Florida, it's going to be some sort of power play stack, but I think I'm going to try to get four. In, you know, you can full power play stack, but that's just weird with five forwards. You're going to have a, I guess you could do it. It's just a weird construction. Um, I think the couple of like most obvious ones are going to be like Barkov, Giroud, Huberto, Duclair. And, you know, like 
Barkov, Huberto, Duclair are we probably going to be the more common ones. I think you can do something like Barkov, Giroux, Reinhardt. I, you know, getting Sam Reinhardt in, he's got definitely going to be the lowest owned of the power play guys tonight. But, like, he's been very involved on the power play recently. He's 4,600. And, like, five on five, like, yeah, his line mates aren't great. But, like, the depth of Montreal is even worse. So, I, I think, you know, getting Reinhardt in, if you're worried about ownership, is the way you go. I think, you know, it's it's similar to the, you know, the the Edmonton power play stacks and the Washington power play stacks. You get in McDavid, you get in Ovechkin, you build around them. I think you do something similar here with Barkov. You go Barkov, Giroux, Huberto, Duclair, Barkov, Giroux, Reinhardt, Barkov, Giroux, Huberto, Reinhardt. Like, I know you don't, like, it's not the best to power play stack over three even strength lines, but getting three even strength lines in this matchup may not be the worst thing, and it'll get you a unique way to get the Panthers in a 4.3 total. Like, I, I wouldn't advise, like, just, you know, on a like on a 10-game slate, nine-game slate, whatever, just, you know, I think you need at least two from one line. So, like, going, like, Barkov, Huberdeau, Reinhardt might be putting yourself a little too thin. But if you go, like, Barkov, Giroux, Huberdeau, Reinhardt, I think that's all right because you at least get two guys – on the top line who play five on five together. So if you're going to go a four man stack across three, even strength lines, make sure you get two guys from one line, just so you have a little bit of correlation at five on five on the Montreal side. I think, you know, Montreal one is okay here. Um, it's not the best five on five matchup, but the Panthers play a pretty high event style of play. Um, so I think, you know, like, 6% on Montreal 1 is higher than I wanted. And I think that's going to be the biggest determining factor. Like, do I really want to stack a 6% line in a 2.2 total on the road? Like, probably not. But I think Montreal 1 is fine to dabble in an enemy. Yeah, I I will start on the Montreal side. Um, I don't mind Montreal 1 here. I even think 5 to 6% is just fine because they are relatively cheap and they are a top line, you know, the wingers will probably play 18 minutes ish and Suzuki will be at 20 plus or whatever. So you get a lot of minutes uh, for, uh, for a line that has been good at times. The problem is like after the, basically the first few weeks uh, after Martin St. Louis arrived, like this month of March has been real tough on the Habs defensively. Um, I believe they're uh, 30th in the league by expected goals against at five on five and 31st in the league by expected goals against uh, on the penalty kill. So like, things have really fallen apart on the defensive end for them. And I'm, I'm just worried that they, that they're just going to be relying on counterattacks or, or turnovers or things like that. So I don't think Montreal one is, is a problem here tonight, but I, like I'll, I'll probably limit them. They're not a filler stack where I think it's, some th- something's a mispriced or somebody's missing something like I might come in at double the field or something like that, but I'm not going, you know, haywire uh, stacking that Montreal top line here tonight. I agree with you on Florida. It's a Florida power play stack for me. I don't want to rely on any one of the even strength lines. And the fact that you can stack across three lines means you'll probably get uh, some relatively lower ownership in like, you know, we'll talk about the defenseman in a bit, but if you want to do like Barkov, Giroux, Reinhardt, 
plus Mackenzie Wegar. I think that's fine, even if even if Wegar is not on the power play. You know, he might end up there at some point um, because you know they have tried a five four power play before and gotten away from it. Uh, so he might end up back there at some point. And even without the power play minutes, he's playing twenty five minutes a night. So. Like if you want to get if you if you're really worried, you know, add in a Mackenzie Weegar or something like that. So where I said the Montreal penalty kill has been awful, they have been. Um, and the other problem is they're taking a lot of penalties. Um, they're the third most penalized team uh, by time shorthanded over the last four weeks of play. And that includes the fact that they're giving up amongst the most goals in the league while shorthanded as well. So, uh, yeah, it is a Florida power play stack for me. They get lots of power play ice time. Um, you know, the guys are going to play on the power play whenever they do get their power plays right. So uh, Florida won, uh, Florida top power play stack, sorry for me. So I wrote up Anthony Duclair in the power plays article. Um, it's because he's the cheapest uh, in the stack. So, um, you know, if you want to get a little bit cheaper, you can do like a Barkov Giroux Duclair and it's not that expensive and you can still uh, stack elsewhere. But yeah, I agree with you. Like build around either Barkov or Huberto. Uh with your power play stack and then go from there uh, on the blue line. I wrote up Alex Romanoff uh, in the power plays article uh, free to read up on the site right now for anybody to go check out, go check out Osmo.com, read the power plays article. Uh, Alex Romanoff with Jeff Petrie out. I imagine he's going to be locked into 23, 24 minutes at least. Uh, so don't mind him. Uh, if you're looking for some shot blocks here tonight, uh, like I said, I do like Mackenzie Wiegard here as well. And he's not going to be carrying near as much ownership as those power play guys from Florida. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, like Ben Chirac got traded from Montreal to Florida. And this is like the fourth time he's played Montreal since that trade. So like, I think he's fine at 4,400 if you want to lower own Weger, but like, I'd rather just go to Mackenzie Weger because he's going to be fairly low owned anyway, because he doesn't see the power play time, but he plays half the game. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think you can, if you're playing 20 max or 150 and, you know, you're spinning that random and you, you get some charot, like, I think it's fine. I, I honestly think in, in a matchup in a, where you're, where there's a 4.3 total, almost any defenseman is really fine. But um, yeah, I agree with you. It's Weegar, uh that I would look towards the most. Uh, get exclusive Osmo discounts and the first crack at beta testing tools and features by joining our Osmo MVP text program. Sign up by texting MVP to 1-660-656-4417 and you'll be automatically entered to win a free year of Osmo Plus Platinum. For more information, simply click the link in the video description below. That's our Osmo MVP text program at 1-660-656-4417. All right, let's get to your boys here, Josh. New York Rangers, 2.6 implied goal total. They're going into Pittsburgh. The Penguins have a 3.3 implied goal total. Um, Pittsburgh coming off uh, that absolute beatdown uh, over the weekend of Detroit when they scored 11 goals. Uh, on the flip side, the Rangers are going to be without Ryan Strom. He's injured here. So the second line, the top line stays the same. The second line is going to be Panarin, Andrew Kopp, and Dryden Hunt. And then on the third line, you'll have Alexis Lafreniere, uh, Philip Heedle, and Barclay Goodrow. Um, but Penguins coming off such a big beatdown of a team. Like, I don't think people chase uh, game logs as much as they used to, at least, you know, a few years ago. Like, I think with more optimizers and more projections available and things like that, I don't think people chase game logs. Um, but we're not, seeing the, we're not seeing any of the Pittsburgh lines really coming in with much ownership here tonight. 
Um, the top line at five and a half percent on DraftKings. Uh, the second line under five percent as well. Uh, I got to think Igor Shosturkin is a big part of that. So what do you do here with a Pittsburgh team that just blew the doors off uh, Detroit team? And Igor honestly hasn't really played that well for a few weeks now. Yeah. And if you are the game log fella, you'll also notice that the Rangers blew out the Penguins the last time they played, which was not too long ago. That being said, like, I know we rag on Ryan Strom a lot, but like take him out of the lineup and you see moving parts that you really don't want to see in the top six. <laughs> like Andrew Kopp at center, I think he'll be fine. But Dryden Hunt, like I like him, but should he be in the top six? No. So, yeah, like, you have the Igor question. He's looked a little human. You see him getting more rest recently. He's played, like, once or twice in the past week. Normally, he gets most of the action. But I think the second line of Pittsburgh would be where I go if I go to Pittsburgh here. It is a 3.3 total. I do like Igor tonight, but I also like that second line. I think, you know, Raquel meshing a little bit. This is his fifth or sixth game now starting to feel comfortable in there. Malkin and Rust have an excellent sample together. Like, this is Andrew Kopp's first game at center with the Rangers. I think he'll be fine, but, like, defensively with Panarin and Dryden Hunt, I just don't know what that's going to be like. Like, Hunt's a fairly good defensive winger. Like, I I just don't know if they're going to mesh in Gallant's system defensively like they need to, which is weird because we had that question with Frank Vitrano. Like, yeah, he's not going to be good defensively up there. And that line has just been killing it. So maybe I'll just be wrong here, but I, I think I'm going to target the, Pen- the Penguins' second line if I was going to go to the Penguins now. Obviously, you have the Igor question, and I'm, I can't answer that for you guys. Like, you have to answer that for yourself. Um, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility if you're 20 maxing to have Igor and Pittsburgh too, not in the same lineup, obviously, but like, you can have you can kind of straddle that however you want. So Pittsburgh two for me, the top line's fine. Like it's more expensive. They have not been that great together since Erod went back up there for whatever reason. So Zabanja Kreider have been on a heater for like three months now. It doesn't even really matter who's there. Vitrano being there, they've just been crazy good. Um, if you want to go to pit one, that's fine. Pit two is where I'm gonna look. Ranger side, I think. Uh, Rangers won on one to three. I haven't even started construction on my lineup. There is so many good spots. Like if they're coming in under 1%, maybe I consider them for one to three, but like two and a half, three percent is fine for them. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know if I'm going to get there in one to three. I think an MME, they're a fine target. And then Kopp Panarin is an interesting two man for the power play exposure. Like the Rangers power play is their main bread and butter. So you know, Pittsburgh penalty kill is really good, but if you want to get a little spicy for low ownership, I think Kopp and Panarin's fine. Yeah, I'm going to start on the Rangers side. I agree with you with Kopp and Panarin. Like, I think, in, like, Andrew Kopp is a fairly underrated player, I think. Like, there's nothing that he's really bad at, outright bad. You know what I mean? And, like, that's something that can carry you a long way in the NHL. If you don't have a deficiency, it's something that can just make you a solid all-around player. And like, he's, he's very good in transition, things like zone entries with control and things like that, which is something, you know, Artemi Panarin needs out of his center. He's not a bad playmaker, really like something like shot assists, which are passes that lead to shots. Like he's at least 
above average over the last two years. And this year specifically, he's been, he was really, really good in Winnipeg uh, in that regard. Um, and he's even started to shoot more this year, which is kind of something that is, that he really hasn't done for his career. So like where that line is coming in, like with almost no ownership. Um, and I'm not sure that like that Pittsburgh second line has been pretty good in a small sample, but like, I'm not sure that Evgeny Malkin is really a, you know, a 60% uh, shot share center. Like, uh, like I'm just it, it, like, I got to think that sample kind of falls off here. So like, if you want to do like a two man of like cop and Panarin, like you said, I think that's just fine. And they're not expensive um, at all to stack. So I think that's where I would go on the Ranger side. That's about all I would attack. I don't think I, I agree with you. I don't think I would go to the top line here. I really do like, Pittsburgh won in this matchup. Like, um, I know, you know, it's the same thing with almost every other team. Um, minutes are a little bit of a concern, but like, come on, man, they're coming in at like five to 6% uh, in what is a pretty good matchup other than the goaltenders. So uh, like, if you don't want to face Igor Shesterkin, then just don't play Pittsburgh. Like it's, it's that simple, but um, I, like for that price at that ownership, I think they should definitely be considered even in this matchup. Uh, against the Rangers because let's face it um, like the Rangers penalty kill isn't very good. Uh, They take a lot of penalties too. Yeah. And that's, those are kind of big problems for any goalie um, as good as Shesterkin is. So um, like, I think like, like you said, Panarin cop both playing on the power play. I think that's fine as little two man, but I really do like Pittsburgh one here as well. Going into that uh, new look top line for the Rangers. Um, They've been really, really good of late 67 percent of the scoring chances so far in the month of march so pittsburgh one maybe some rangers two here um i also think pittsburgh three um is one of those kind of fillery type things where if you want a one-off jeff carter one off like casperi Kapanen, i think that's fine but it's pittsburgh one maybe rangers two the most for me on the blue line i wrote up uh jacob truba he's another guy that's losing ice time but his peripherals have still been pretty good. Last 10 games, uh, two shots per game, over two blocks per game. So um, I think in a matchup like this, he's definitely a threat for peripherals, at least on DraftKings. So don't mind him uh, for 5K in tournaments. Uh, other than that, I think it's just correlating if you're playing some power play stacks. What do you think? Yeah, Latang's probably the only guy I would want to play on Pittsburgh in a correlation effort. Um, Truba, yeah, I do like. I also... Don't mind taking another stab on K. Andre Miller, who scored last game. Um, he did have a couple shots, a couple blocks before the overtime goal, so his peripherals are starting to creep into the picture a little bit. So for 2,600, I think you can take a stab. Yep, I don't mind him either. Uh, let's get to our next game. Islanders, 3.4 implied gold total. Going into Columbus, the Jackets have a 2.6 implied gold total. couple big injury notes here. One, Zach Wierenski looks like he's out for Columbus. Um, Adam Bogfist, uh, going to be getting into the lineup. I'm assuming he's going right to the top power play. Cause in the one game when Bogfist played last week, he was on the second power play behind Wierenski. So it stands to reason he'd move to the top power play unit. Um, on the Islanders side, Ilya Sorokin got injured and they're going, they're going to have to go with Semyon Varlamov for the time being. Now Sorokin and Varlamov were pretty good together last year. This year, Sorokin has been way better than Varlamov. Um, but the Islanders team has also been looking a lot better themselves over the last, uh, last couple months. So what do you think about this one, Josh? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like every time I think about playing Patrick line, like, I just, 
get I get a flop sweat. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think it's fine here at the at the ownership, but I do worry that Wierenski's out. Like, yeah, Bachwitz is a good puck mover, but Wierenski was their best puck mover, and Line is not the best play drive like possession play driver. If you look at any of his numbers, he needs to be in Ovi's office ready for you know, slap, you know, shoot the puck. So I don't know. Like I was kind of in on Columbus one, but like once Wierenski got ruled out, it kind of is giving me a little bit of a pause here. Um, If you still want to go to them, that's fine. I'm probably going to reevaluate what I want to do and maybe not be on as much Columbus, like the skaters. I think, you know, like Andrew Peak on the blue line, 2,900 is going to see a nice bump in minutes, but we'll get to that in a minute. I think if I had a full stack of line here, it'd probably be Nyquist, Sillinger, Bjorkstrand. Um, you want to leave off Sillinger, add in line A for power play stack. The thing is, like, I understand take many penalties. They have a good penalty kill, so I don't think you need to concentrate on the power play here. So I think you full stack a line. Voracek, line A, Rostovic, very, very small sample, very, very bad numbers. It's a line A line. He's, they're not going to have good numbers. So, like, I think, you know, going to that top line is fine. Second line's fine, but it's not like, oh, I need to play them. So if they want to be in your MME mix, I think that's fine. On the Islander side, that top line has been still pretty high event, both like more high event both ways than they've been recently. They're still creating a bunch. So I think going to the Islanders top line is fine. I think getting Barzal in, like you can, like I think doing like a Lee Nelson Barzal three man for power play one, two center is a nice way to get you on a different path. They have a high total on the road. Like, the Islanders always have a higher total, but they have started playing better. I think doing, like, a mini power play stack and getting Barzell in there is a nice way to get different on this slate. Yeah, I – what the Islanders do here with their matching is going to be very interesting. Um, I was looking at our line matching sheet, and, you know, we follow a uh, quick party um, on Twitter. We follow his line matching sheet. Um, when Dallas was in town a couple weeks ago, they were sending out, um, the, either the, uh, Nelson line, um, or sorry, when Columbus, sorry, I got all, all mixed up here with my games. (laughs) Um, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm just going to have to look up that game real quick. Uh, what happened? I, I looked up an Islanders game instead of a Columbus home game by mistake. That's my bad here. Uh, when the Islanders or when Columbus was at home, not that long ago, they were sending out uh, both the top and the third line 
against the opposing top line. Now, the issue here is that the Islanders' third line, like that Pajot-Palmieri line, has been awful, like god-awful defensively. And if that Columbus top line, Rosovic, Voracek, Line A, if that's going to be the matchup that they see a lot of here tonight, not exclusively, obviously, but a fair bit of here tonight, like as a home team, I got to think that favors them, or at least it's a push. Um, and we, we have Columbus coming in with very uh, like reasonable-ish ownership. They're under 4%. Like I do, like, I do kind of like Columbus one here um, as a stack. Uh, you know, Rozovic and Line have looked decent together, at least offensively, certainly not defensively, uh, in their minutes together. And if they see a fair bit of that Pajot-Palmieri matchup, like I really do like how that favors Columbus. Like I don't think people realize how bad the Islanders have been defensively for a while now. Like they're at the bottom of the league with the Arizonas and the Montreals of the world by expected goals against in the month of March. Like it's something that's been running through. Yeah, it's big time. It's something that's been running through the whole team, uh, the third line especially. So I don't mind Columbus one here tonight. Uh, I also like the Islanders top line on the other side going into Columbus. Um, there's no matchup that I that I really want to avoid here. Um, so I do like both top lines here in this game. I just really hope that that Columbus line does end up getting uh, some third line matchups as we expect here. On the blue line, um, Adam Bockfist, obviously, if you're correlating uh, with the top line from Columbus, Andrew Peak all the way down to 2,900 on DraftKings. Like without Wierenski, he's probably going to play like 24 minutes here tonight. Uh, uh, so Andrew Peak is one of my favorite uh, punty types uh, for uh, for this entire slate. On the Islanders side, like every defenseman is playing like basically 18 to 21 minutes. It really worries me when I see Noah Dobson all the way up to 6,600 and Ryan Polak at 5,700. I think I'm out on Islanders D. Yeah, same. I'm in on... Bockwist, if you're playing Columbus, if you need a one-off cheapy, it's Andrew Peak. Yep, no issues there. Um, let's move this along to uh, talk about Yahoo a little bit. We did talk about Yahoo a little bit earlier in the show, and we have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo, sign up for an account via the link below, deposit and play, that's it. Yahoo will send us a name after you've played in your first paid contest, and we will reach out via email with your coupon. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. All right, Ottawa, 2.5 implied gold total. Going into Nashville, the Predators have a 3.6 implied gold total. But man, when I was researching this game last night, the thing that stood out to me about the Sens they really haven't been that bad defensively. Um, if you look at their numbers this month, they're basically in the middle of the league, right next to teams like uh, Nashville and Tampa Bay uh, by expected goals against. Uh, on the flip side, uh, Nashville's top line has been fine, but it's Roman Yossi that has really been carrying them for the last month. So I think this is an interesting game on both sides. I think there's something to like on both sides. What do you like, Josh? Yeah, uh, like... You take price out of the equation. I do like the Predators tonight. You throw price, minutes, penalty kills, all that good stuff into the mix. I do really – I think I prefer the Senators side tonight. Because, like, Phil Forsberg and Duchesne and Yossi have been playing really, really well. 
but they're really, really expensive. And Forsberg and Duchesne have been playing like 16 minutes. Like 7,400 for 16. Like, I know we've, we talked about how it's baked into the price. It's, I don't think it's baked into the price here. Like, their game logs are baked into the price here. Like, Yossi's 9,200, Forsberg 7,400. Like, can they get there? Sure. But like, do I want to play a Nashville one with okay numbers for a top line? Or do I want to play a Minnesota one with elite numbers who play a little bit more? You know what I mean? And then you, you factor in the penalty kills. Predators' penalty kill has been awful. Like, they've been so bad. Ottawa top line's fully correlated. They're coming in at 3%. Norris and Kachuk have been very good this season. Drake Batherson's back. He got his, you know, he's working his way back into it, but he's on the top power play here. So I'm in on, on Ottawa 1 here tonight. 3% is beautiful. Fully correlated, beautiful. Johansson, Forsberg, Duchesne, defensive numbers, meh. You know, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. The only thing that, you know, I think is keeping people off is the 2.5 total, but they're kind of a top-heavy team, so where is it coming from? It, it's not going to – well, I'm not going to say a name because then they're they're going to do the same. So, yeah, so I'm in on Ottawa 1. If you want to use Ottawa 2 as a filler, I think that's fine. Like, Stutzla is on the top – like, a Stutzla-Brown. Like, Ely Tolvin and Granlin Cunnan line has not been good either, so, like – Stutzla Formentin, Stutzla Brown, Brown Formentin, whatever. I don't, you don't have to full stack. But getting a little bits and pieces of that as a filler, I think, is fine. And Stutzla is on the top power play. So I'm in on Ottawa top six. You want to play Nashville top line? Honestly, that's a fine play. Like, there's 7%. It's fine. They've been rolling. Again, like, if you want your 16 minutes of Forsberg, they, you can have it. So, I mean, Yossi at 9,200 is the ultimate question. Yeah, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Here's my problem with Nashville 1. You talked about their price. They're $200 more expensive than the Pittsburgh top line. I'd rather just play Pittsburgh 1. Um, you know, the Florida top line is $400 cheaper. I, you know, obviously Florida 1 is going to be way higher owned. But even with the ownership, I think I'd still rather play Florida 1. Like, that's kind of the problem here is they're priced they're priced in a range where I think there are better options and it's not as if, you know, they're coming in with good leverage, but it's not like they're coming in unowned. Like you said, they're going to be seven to 8% owned here tonight. I bet they even come in a little bit higher against this Ottawa team. So um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be playing Nashville here tonight. I think I'm going to be on the Ottawa side of things. Uh, like I'm with you. I'm going to be on the top line here. And one thing Nashville has been doing, they're not sending out the top line exclusively against the other top line anymore. Like they're sending out uh, their depth a little bit more and the depth, like you alluded to it, has not been good. Um, so yeah, Norris Kachuk, Batherson, those guys have been pretty good this year, generating 37 scoring chances per 60 minutes uh, since January 1st when they've been on the ice together. So uh, yeah, I do like that Ottawa top line here. On the blue line, it's a question of what to do with Roman Yossi. Like, you know, you can say play Eric Branstrom if you want to get some power play exposure with Ottawa. You know, play Nick Holden if you want to get some uh, block shots in from Ottawa. But the question is what to do with Yossi. Um, I think at 9,223%, that's a spot where you can fade. What do you think? Yeah. And to 3x value, you need a combo meal on a goal. Just to 3x the value. So, like, yeah, can you play him? Sure. Like, go ahead. Like, he's... You look at his game logs, it's the scariest thing you'll ever see, maybe besides my divorce papers. But, like, Roman Yossi at 
9,200. Again, you, you want to, you want to do it, do it. If you don't, I think fading's fine unless he has like a 75 point game, but like, I don't know. Brent, like prime Brent Burns never even got that high in price. So I think fading's fine. Yep. I, I think it's just fine as well. All right, let's get to Philly. Philly with a 2.5 implied goal total. The Flyers are going into Minnesota. The Minnesota Wild have a 3.9 implied goal total. Um, we've talked about it all show long. Like this is definitely one of those spots where ice time is a concern. Um, ice time for the top line has definitely been dropping. Uh, you're at, you know, basically 14 to 18 minutes for the entire top line. The top line will be around 17 to 18 minutes. So you're not going to, you're probably not going to get 20 plus or so out of them. Um, I think there are basically three Minnesota lines that you can play here tonight. How do you pick between them? Yeah. So we kind of alluded to it at the top of the show, like the Minnesota top lines minutes are around 17 minutes a night recently, but they're kind of baked into the price. Like Capper's off is in the mid eights for a while. Um, he's down to 7,700 Hartman being on the top power play unit now definitely helps. Uh, he's 5,700. Zuccarello has been in the mid sixes down to 5,600. So, you know, they're going to be high owned tonight, but Carter Hart's out. Martin Jones is the goalie. Backup is Felix Sandstorm or Sandstrom, whatever it is. So, like, Party Marty, bad penalty kill. I'm in on Minnesota one. I think if you want to get a bit lower ownership, you do something like leave Zuccarello or Hartman off and add in Joel Erickson X because Joel Erickson X back on the top power play unit. He's at home. So he's going to see a minutes bump. He might play 18, 19, just because he sees the top comp consistently at home. So, or you just want to go Minnesota one plus Joel Erickson X or just full power play stack. I think that's fine in this matchup. So yeah, you want to go to that second line. They don't get the top power play time, but they're going to get the Hayes connecting line which has been awful defensively. So yeah, getting that line, they've been, they're fairly cheap compared to what they were as well. And they're coming in around six, 7%. I think that is fine. So, you know, they honestly, like any of the wild lines are in play. I think I'm going to do, I'm going to stick to the top line here. Just, I prefer the top line. I can get a little creative with Eric snack if I'm worried about ownership and go from there on the flyer side, um, out on the Farabee line, they're going to get Jill Eric snack. Like, we talk about going into Bergeron. That's a no-no. Even with Matthews, I'm like, eh, it's kind of scary. Big no-no going into Joel Eriksson-Eck when Joel Farabee's, this is like his fourth game at center in the NHL. So probably going to be out on the Flyers tonight. Yeah, I'm not going to go too much further. I'm out on the Flyers here. Uh, except for, you know, if you want to one-off some guys, I'm not going to say no, but I'm out on the Flyers. Uh, like, I like all three Minnesota lines. I do kind of like this Minnesota, too. Um, they've def like they've definitely gone up and down um, as the season's gone on, but they've been pretty good of late. Um, they're relatively cheap. The ownership is in check. So I think either of the Minnesota top two lines are perfectly fine in this matchup, especially where the Flyers penalty kill. Like, it's gotten better, but it's still struggling. Um, so if you want to just full stack that top line for that power play, and like you said, add Joel Erickson, I think that's fine. But I do like that Minnesota two line as a filler uh, on the blue line. Um, it's really uh, Travis Sanheim I'm looking at from the flyer side for uh, he gets minutes plus blocks like they're only playing four defensemen. Um, basically, like their bottom pair just isn't playing. So don't mind Travis Sanheim. Uh, otherwise, I don't know, maybe correlate with Jared Spurgeon on the Minnesota side. That's about it. Yeah, Spurgeon, you want a little bit cheaper, Jacob Middleton for the Priffs, but probably Spurgeon for me. 
Here at Osmo, we have the Osmo Hall of Fame where we like to celebrate subscriber success. And if you want to get into the Osmo Hall of Fame, this is how you do it. You download the Osmo avatar from osmo.com slash avatar, place in the top three of a contest with at least 5,000 contestants, and then you tweet those wins to the Osmo Hoff account. Um, just some real, real, uh, real big hits on, on some of these. You'll see Dave DeRemmer. He's been doing really, really well with his parlays. He said he's ran hot tonight over 5K profit. Good job by him. Uh, Jessica Rutland, uh, first place in NASCAR. Uh, looks like a solo takedown in NASCAR, which always doesn't happen. So congrats there on that huge 20K hit. Uh, Josh Costigan taking down third in the NBA pick and roll last Sunday, 0.8 points away from first. Next time, Solo Bank, I agree. Um, Short Gamer TV, second, taking down 35K in NASCAR over the weekend. Uh, really nice hit there. Tyler Matisse, second in PGA over the weekend for a huge 80K hit. Really nice job there. And finally, uh, our old buddy News God says, I don't know uh, crap about hockey, but the good people here at Osmo and Odd Shopper do. Uh, he went, uh, looks like 14X on a $25 bet, or I guess it was plus 1,200 in the total on the parlay. So good job by him. So if you want to get in the Osmo Hall of Fame, just send your tweet, your wins in to the Osmo Hop account. Just make sure you have at least 5,000 contestants and you have the Osmo avatar as your avatar. Coming up after us, uh, the No House Advantage NBA show with Aton and Terry at 3.30 Eastern, and then Locks Before Lock, our NBA prop betting show at 4.30 Eastern. That will be followed by your NBA double dose of the deeper dive and live before lock. Uh, before we get too much further, only a couple games left. If you guys could, please throw us a like in the chat and click the subscribe button if you haven't already. Likes and subscribes are an easy way to really help us out here. And a special shout out to Yahoo Fantasy for being our sponsor uh, if you're new to DFS, new to Yahoo, uh, there's a giveaway uh, through Yahoo. Just click through the link below. All right, let's get to this game. Colorado, 3.2 implied goal total going into Calgary. Flames have a 3.3 implied goal total. I wonder if these change because Nathan McKinnon is out. That was just announced after we came on the show. Uh, looks like he has a hand problem from a fight he got in uh, against Bad Dumba in their last game. Now, they said Nazem Kadri is going to move to the top line. So the top line is good. I'm assuming the top line is going to be Nachushkin, Kadri, and Rantanen. And then with Arturi Lekkinen jumping into the lineup tonight, um, he's either going to be on the second or third line, but Alex Newhook, Newhook most likely going to the second line uh, for Colorado. I wasn't really interested in playing the Flames, but now with McKinnon out and Manjapane to Foley Backlund likely going into Alex Newhook, Andre Burakovsky, I got a little interest in that Flames two line here. Josh, what do you think? Yeah. I'll start with the Flames. Um, you know, Dubé, Yarncroft, Coleman going to occupy Kadri, and we'll get to the Colorado side in a minute. But that frees up that top line, getting bottom six matchups. That second line going to get New Hook, Lekin, and Burakovsky. Now, you want to play that top line? I think it's fine. Like, they're really expensive. They have minutes concerns. I think I'd rather just play Minnesota. But, like, we saw in the Battle of Alberta, they absolutely just – went hog wild in their, in their limited minutes. So like, it's, again, it's another question. I think they're fine in GPPs. We'll see what their ownership looks like after we get a run with McKinnon out. If it's reasonable, I think it's reasonable to go to Cal uh, Calgary one tonight, but for me, I'm in on Calgary too. Longi Pony back on to Foley um, in on uh, like, I'm a big Lekkonen guy. And I know you are too. You've been on the Lekkonen train for like over two years. 
on on the you know Canadians, but like we're both not convinced that New Hook's ready to be a top six center in the NHL, and the numbers prove it. Burakovsky's a nice two way player, but like this will be their first time playing with each other. That second line of Manji, like Manji Pani to Foley, have really good numbers together. You throw back them into the mix, it's going to be fine. Like they'll they'll probably see their 14, 15 minutes, which is fine at the price. That's my one of my favorite fillers on the night. So I think Calgary two for me. You want to go to Calgary one? Their ownership's in check. I think that's fine. On the Colorado side, this is this is an interesting one because Kadri and Yashushkin have a pretty big sample together, and they've been very good. Nishushkin and Rantanen have a very big sample together. They've been very good. Now, most of that sample is with McKinnon at center, but I would imagine Kadri moving up, you know, their numbers won't be as elite with McKinnon, but they'll still be good. That third line for Calgary is very good. So I don't know. This kind of feels like maybe save it for another day. But if you, I think if you want to take a couple stabs in MME, I think that's fine. Yeah, I, I like I'll probably be out on Colorado now. Um, like you said, tough top line matchup, uh, even with Kadri there. That second line probably won't be able to generate much. So I'm out on Colorado. It's Col- it's Calgary two for me. Um, Manjipani and Toffoli have been really good together. 60% of the scoring chances uh, in their 75 minutes together. So uh, Manjipani and Toffoli. Uh, Devin Taves jumping to the top power play unit for Colorado. So it gives him a little bit of additional exposure. But Calgary has a great penalty kill. So I think... Honestly, in this game, uh, I know it's it sucks to say, but Kale McCarr is my favorite defenseman. I think if they, if Colorado wins this game, like he's probably has to have a pretty big game. Yep, Kale McCarr. You want to punt with Josh Manson? I think that's fine on the Calgary side. Nothing really standing out. You could play Hannafin at 4K. Uh, final game, Dallas. They're going into Anaheim. Dallas has a 3.2 implied goal total. Anaheim. Um, I made a mistake on the sheet. Uh, it's supposed to be Anaheim with a 2.4 implied goal total. Projecting, um, are we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anaheim's Zegers Terry uh, Grant line is our most over leveraged line on the slate, and it's not particularly close. And we just got word that Miro Haskinen is going to be back for Dallas, which is a monster boost uh, to that team defensively. I'm out on Anaheim. I think Dallas one is perfectly fine uh, to play here tonight, and their ownership is coming in check. So Dallas won for me out of this game. Yeah, I know Dallas power play hasn't been great, but Anaheim penalty kill might just be what the doctor ordered. Um, I'm probably out on Anaheim. If we get something together like Getzlaff, uh, Terry, Comtois, maybe, but at 12% ownership on the Zegers line, I'm out on them. Yep, um, that'll do it. We got to get out of here. Uh, we will be back with another show tomorrow. Josh, before we leave, I'm going to ask you for your hat trick picks. And your goalies, my hat trick pick for tonight, uh, you talked about it not long ago, Matty Duchesne uh, from Nashville. And my goalies are Darcy Kemper, Igor Shesterkin, UC Saros, Andre Vasilevsky. And if you want to get cheap, uh, Elvis Merzlikens, who you got? Yeah, just I, I like those to add to that. For, I think Anton Forsberg is a bit interesting at 7.1K. If you really want to get spicy, Jake Allen has been pretty good at 6.9K. That's really getting spicy. But that's one of those he doesn't need to win. And my hat trick pick is going to be the Drake, Drake Batherson. Ooh, I love that. Two guys from the same game. So we got Matt Duchesne, Drake Batherson as your hat trick picks for tonight. We are out of here for producer Tyler for our single entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. I'm Michael Clifford saying good luck tonight, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.